Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again. Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, joining me, my brother, Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. We doing worldwide sports talk there you go that's right <laughs> <laughs> and my brother's deciding to pretend to be alice cooper today so cooper's going into cooper character mode for, for those of you that don't know we do have our own personal tiktoks too and uh you know i uh i dress up i i get kind of weird so yeah there you go a little a little weird all right so uh maybe we'll show you some weirdness on their 100th episode with age of radio right maybe i should should i do it should i dress up and cosplay for our 100th episode we could do that dude that would be cool it would be all right man so are we ready to get into some sports though let's do it all right first off we're gonna catch everybody up on the nhl standings are you ready Let's get this. We're going to go ahead and start with that central division. The Hurricanes are 30-10-5 and five and 65 points. The Panthers are 30-12-5 and 65 points. The Lightnings are 34... Lightnings? Lightning is 30-14-2 and, and 62 points. The Predators are 25-21-2, and two, 52 points. The Stars are 19-14-12 and 50 points. The Blackhawks are 22-25 and 49 points. The Red Wings, 16-25-7 and 39 points. And the Blue Jackets are 15-24-9 and 39 points in the eastern division the capitals are 29 13 and 4 and 62 points the islanders are 29 13 and 4 as well and 62 points the penguins are right behind them at 29 14 and 3 and 61 points the bruins are 26 12 and 6 58 points the rangers are 23 17 6 and 52 points the flyers are 20 18 and 7 47 points. The Devils are 14, 25, and 6, and 34 points. The Sabres are 12, 27, 7, and 31 points. We never thought the Sabres were ever going to get to double-digit wins, but they managed to do it so far. Finally, man. Right? Finally. It seemed like it was never going to happen, but it happened. 
All right, in the North Division, all the Canadian teams are Maple Leafs leading that division at 28, 13, and 5 at 61 points. The Jets are 27, 15, 3, and 57 points. The Oilers are 27, 16, 2 points, are 2, and 56 points. There we go. Canadians are 20, 15, and 9, and 49 points. The Flames are 19, 23, and 3, and 41 points. Canucks are 18, and 18, and 3, and 39 points. The Canucks actually, after coming back from COVID, are on a little bit of a winning streak, so... Yeah, maybe that's what they need, a little bit of rest, too. All right. All right, and the Senators are 16, 26, and 4, and 36 points. In the Western Division, my lonely ducks are at the bottom, but we'll get to that point. <laughs> the Golden Knights are 33, 11, and 2, and 68 points. The Avalanche are 39, and 4, and 64 points. The Wild are 29, 13, and 3, and 61 points. The Coyotes are 20, 22, and 5, and 45 points. The Blues are 19, 18, and six and forty-four points. The Sharks are eighteen, twenty-three, and five and forty-one points. The Kings are seventeen, twenty, and six and forty points. My lowly little ducks are fourteen, twenty-six, and seven and thirty-five points. Whew. And we're just getting started because now we're moving to the soccer tables. Let's do it, man. So the UEFA Cup is moved on to the out of the group stage. So we're not doing the group standings, thank God. So we're just gonna go ahead and catch you up on the leagues themselves. Starting with the English Premier League, Manchester City leads it at 24-5-4 and, and 77 points. Manchester United is right behind them at 19-9-4 and, and 66 points. Uh, Leicester City is 17-5-9 and, and 56 points. Chelsea is 15-10-7 and 55 points. And West Hampton United is 16-7-9 and 55 points. I was not sure how that point system really works and how they're even, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right, in the Spanish Premier League, also known as La Liga, Real Madrid is 21-7-4 and, and 70 points. Atletico Madrid is 21-7-3 and, and 70 points. One less loss, but yet the same amount of points you'd think one less loss would honestly give you an extra point maybe. Well, you know, just me, but you know, whatever. Seville is 21-4-7 and, and 67 points. Barcelona 25-5, or 25-5 and 65 points. So that way you all get that right. It's not 25 and five. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Real Betis is 14, 7, 11, and uh, 49 points. And we all know how much we love 7 11. Oh, yeah. Slurpees. Slurpees, baby. How you know? That's right. All right. And in the Bundesliga, the German League, Bayern Munich is 22, 5, and 3, 71 points. RB Leipzig is 18, 7, 5, and 61 points. VFL Wolfsburg is 16, 9, 5, and 57 points. Eintracht Frankfurt is 15, 11, 4, and 56 points. And Borussia Dortmund is 16, 4, 10, and 52 points. In the French League, uh, Lille is 20, 10, 3, and 70 points. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain is 22, 3, and 8, and 69 points. AS Monaco is 21, 5, and 7, 68 points. Lyon is 19, 10, 4, and 67 points. And Lens is 14, 11, 8, and 53 points. In the Italian Series A, Internationale, Inter, Internationale, ugh, sorry. Don't you love that? Yeah, sorry, Italy. Yeah, I, man. <laughs> I try to totally freaking butcher that to English because I'm not trying to do the accents anymore. Right. So they are 23, 7, 2, and 76 points. AC Milan is 26, 26, and 6, and 66 points. That's too much sixes, man. You got to. 
You changed that AC more. Come on, hurry up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's bad right there. Yeah, that's well, too many sixes. We don't like that. Juventus is 19, 8, 5, and 65 points. At Atalanta is 19, 7, 5, and 64 points. And Napoli is 19, 3, 9, and 60 points. And then in Mexico Liga, Cruz Azul is 12, 1, 2, and 37 points. America is 11, 2, 2, 35 points. Puebla? Puebla is 7, 5, 3, 26 points. Monterey is 7, 4, 4, and 25 points. Same as Santos. It's really hard not to do the accents. <laughs> really hard for me. You want to do them, big man? Do them. I don't want to also insult anybody in, internationally. So That's true, too. All right, so we're going to move on to the world golf ranking, starting with the women's side. Rank number one still, Jin Young Ko from Korea. Number two, In B Park, Korea. Number three, Sai Young Kim, Korea. Nelly Korda, USA. Danielle Kang, sorry, is United States at five. At number six, Brooke M. Henderson from Canada. Number seven, Lydia Ko, New Zealand. Number eight, Lexi Thompson from the United States. Nine, Hayosho Kim, Korea. And number 10, Nasa Hataoka from Japan. In the men's world rankings, number one, still just Dustin Johnson from the United States. Number two is still Justin Thomas from the United States. Number three, holding on to his strong three, newly um, new father, John Ram at, from Spain. Uh, number four, Colin Morikawa from the United States. Number five, Xander Shafele from the United States. Number six, Bryson G. Chambeau. Number Six in the world, USA. Number seven, Patrick Reed, USA. Uh, number eight, Tyrell Hatton, England. Number nine, Webb Simpson, USA. And number ten, Patrick Cantley from the United States. Next page, please. The FedEx Cup standings. We're far enough into the season, we might as well update you on the FedEx Cup standings, which is golf if you didn't already know. Number one in the FedEx Cup standings right now is Bryson DeChambeau at 1577. Number two is Justin Thomas. How is he number two in the world and number two in the FedEx Cup standings? That's just unbelievable, right? Right. He is currently at 1552. Stuart Sink is 1348 at number three. Uh, number four, Xander Schiaffelli, 1335. Uh, number five is Patrick Cantley, 12 1280. Number six, Victor Hovland, 1259. Number seven, Jordan Spieth, 1250. Number eight, and soon we'll be talking about him, Hideki Matsuyama, 1244. Number nine, Dustin Johnson, 1194. So how are you number one world ranking but number nine in the FedEx Cup? Hmm. Standing Interesting. That's odd to me. And number 10, Billy Horschel at 1100 points. There was more, but... Uh, you know, we got to try to keep this as short as we can. So, yeah, we still have some stuff to, to, to throw out there, guys. Yeah, we got a lot to cover still. All right, so here we go with the boxing ranking and champions. The boxing heavyweight division number one is Tyson Fury with a, a 30 0 1 record. Number two is Anthony Joshua with a 23 and 1 record. Number three is Deontay Wilder, 42 and 1 and 1 record. Tied for fourth is. Alexander Usyk at 18 and 0 and also tied with him Dylan White at 28 and 2 in the cruiserweight division. You have number 1 Maris Bredis at 27 and 1. 
Twenty uh, number two is Ilunga uh, Makabu at twenty eight and two. Number three is Lawrence Okali at sixteen and zero. Number four is Yunel Dort Dorticos twenty four and two. And number five, Noel Gever at twenty five and two in the light heavyweight division. Number one is Arthur Betterbeev at sixteen and zero. Number two, Dimitri Bivol. 17 and 0. Wait a minute. Dude, we're about to talk about Gilberto Ramirez all the way down here at number 5, and he's 41 and 0. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it, some of these just does not make sense to me, dude. Like, like really? I know. I know. We're getting there. It's strange. Joe Smith Jr., 27 and 3. Sergey Kol, uh, Kovalev is 34 and 1 at number 4. Are you sure you don't have this backwards? I am very sure I got this straight from ESPN.com, <laughs> and you can verify that by going to the website yourself. I'm just saying, brother. It looks different. It's weird. Talk to ESPN. <laughs> Dang it, man. ESPN always guys wondering what the heck's going on here. Right. And uh, like we said, number 5, you built, uh, Gilberto Ramirez, 41 and 0. In the super metal, metal, <laughs> super metal way, super metal way. All right, super middleweight division. Canelo Alvarez is fifty-four, one and two. At number two, Caleb Plant, twenty-one and zero. Number three, David Benavides is twenty-four and zero. Number four, Caleb Smith is twenty-seven and one. And number five, Billy Joe Saunders, thirty and zero. Your current champions. In the heavyweight division, the WBF, the WBO, the IBFO, and WBA championships are all held by Anthony Joshua. The WBC championship is held by Tyson Fury. In the cruiserweight division, the I, uh, the WBO is Lawrence O'Keeley's title. IBF is Maris Bredis. WBA is held by Arsen Gulamarian. And the WBC is held by Ilunga Makabu. In the light heavyweight division, WBO is held by Joe Smith Jr. IBF is held by Arthur Biederbeev. Uh, WBC is held by Dimitri Bivol. And Arthur Biederbeev also holds the WBC light heavyweight title. You mean WBA and WBC? IBF and WBC, sir. Okay. The super middle uh, middleweight division, uh, WBO championship is held by billy joe saunders the ibf held by caleb plant and wba and wbc is held by canelo alvarez now that that heavyweight division's uh not very stacked there is it (laughs) (laughs) no it's pretty uh pretty pretty single-sided yeah yeah. all right sir are you ready for the ufc rankings and champions brother pound for pound rankings baby all by espn.com so don't yell at me for your confusion i'm just confused that somebody that somebody flat out has a better record than you but you're ranked higher than them maybe it maybe it goes on on like like you know like in rocky how how dude goes well who'd you fight spider rico Spider Rico ain't nothing. He's a nobody. Now he's a nobody. So, you know, it's that type of thing. <laughs> How come everybody I face is you is a nobody? Because <laughs> you face nobody, Drop. <laughs> so maybe it's like that. Maybe it's just qualified by their skill, I guess, maybe? I guess. I guess we'll, we'll never understand the fight world. So we'll just do our best to entertain you. 
Yeah, there you go. With what we can do. So, the men's pound-for-pound pound rankings. I went for pound-for-pound pound because the other way of doing it is just too confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Usually when you talk about fighters anyways, you talk about their fighters being pound-for-pound pound the best. So, here we go. Now, rank number one, John Bones Jones at 26-1-1. One one. Number two, Kamaru Usman at 18-1. and one. Number three, Israel Adesanya at 20-1. and one. Number four, Francis Naganu. Who just won a championship last month? He is sixteen and three. Number five, Alexander Volkankovski, twenty-two and one. I'm not going to sit here and try to butcher that. Tied for six, three-way tie for six. Jan Blakovitz at twenty-eight and eight. Divison Figueredo at twenty-one and one, and Dustin Priora at twenty-seven and six. Tied for ninth, Max Holloway at twenty-two and six. Tied with him, Demetrius Johnson, 34, 34 and 1. In the women's pound per pound rankings, number one, Amanda Nunez. I don't know how I almost butchered Amanda's name. That was bad. I don't know, man. You're probably tired, bro. We'll give you that. All right. 21 and 4 record. Number two, Valentina Shevchenko. Sure. 20 and 3. Number three, Chris Cyborg, 23-2. Sometimes she acts like she is a cyborg, which is kind of creepy. Number four, Zhang Vili, uh, 21-1. Number five, Rose Namahunas, 9-4. See, how do you 9-4 and four in that eye up? I don't See, that's why it's confusing. Like I said, maybe, you know, maybe then she again, fought somebody. I don't know. You want, you want to know what's really confusing? Excel, because they thought I was putting in a date. Oh, you mean September 9th or September 4th? No, I did not. Same with same with uh, Jermaine Durandi, uh, Randomy when we get to her. Jessica Andrade, 21 and 8 at number 6. Number 7, Joanna, your cousin, Jezrish. <laughs> oh, it's my cousin now. Well, you are got the similar last name and you end in check. Just because so. we end in check does not mean we're cousins. Could. Maybe. We don't know. I don't know. St. Christopher the Fisherman. <laughs> wow, thank you, bro. You're welcome. All right, she's 16 and 4, and Jermaine de Random Me is 10 and 4, or October 4th, depending how you want to look at it. XL. Number 9, pound for pound ranking, Holly Holm at 14 and 5. And number 10, Caitlin uh, Shook again. See, and that doesn't make sense. She's fifteen and four, and Holly Holmes is. It, Holly Holmes is. Look it up on ESPN and take it up with it. I'm like, what is this? Like, are you biased? Are you like, well, we like her more, so maybe it doesn't matter that her records this. This. Well, I mean, do. also Holly Holm has held one of the top women's titles, so maybe well, Caitlyn yeah, I mean, hasn't held the top that's, title that's, yet. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's just more prestige. Is why why the yeah. rankings are a little off. Yeah, that's could be why. All right, so are you ready for the championships? Because here we go. Heavyweight champion in the men's division for UFC is Francis Naganu at sixteen and three. Light heavyweight champion is Jan Bla- uh, Blakovitz, twenty-eight and eight. Middleweight champion is Israel Adesanya at twenty and one. Welterweight champion Kamaru 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 whatever Usman 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 eighteen and one. And Alexander with the uh, ski name is 22. Volkanovsky. 
Volkanovski. In the women's side, Amanda Nunez holds the featherweight and bantamweight championships at 21 and 4. Flyweight champion is Valentina Shevchenko at 20 and 3, and Zhang Vili holds the strawweight championship. And her record, of course, again is 21 and 1. So there you go. Now you're all caught up. So let's get into some news and notes that we have. Um, I was gonna, yeah, we'll start with the, we'll start with the Masters. We'll go ahead and start with that, and then we'll go into whatever else I have to go into before we get into the craziness that happened earlier in the week. Sounds good, brother. All right. So, for the first time ever, a Japanese player has won the Masters. Hideki Matsuyama uh, dominated the Masters on his way to victory. Matsuyama uh, basically won the event on Saturday when he built a huge lead that he would not relinquish on Sunday. He would finish 10 under par to win by a stroke over Will Zalatoris. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. Sorry, Will, if I messed that up. Jordan Spieth and Xander Schifele tied for third as John Rahm and Mark Leishman tied for fifth. But uh, Matsusama is the story of the Masters, which is was his first major victory. And for the first time, a man from Japan has won a major on the PGA Tour. The prestige alone of, from winning the Masters is a great accomplishment, but when you're a pioneer for an entire country, that makes it even more special. Here's to many more uh, for Hideki Matsuyama and all of his fellow countrymen that play the sport of golf that they may all reach the pinnacle at some point on the PGA Tour. Yeah, man, this is pretty cool, dude. Uh, you know, it's it's one of them things where you see something like that happen, you're like, yeah, and then it gets other people more involved and more happy about sports. You know the sport, and then they get they're like, hmm, right? You know, I mean, who knows if a little boy out there, you know, in Japan is going, hey, I want to be a golf golfer right. one day and do that. I mean, you never know who you're inspiring. That's right. that's the cool part about it. Right. And what's great is too, we're not going to sit here and say that he's the next Tiger Woods. We're not saying that at all. No. But what Tiger did to influence people of his race to want to play golf in and itself. Yeah. was an accomplishment. Granted, Tiger also became one of the world's most dominant golfers to ever <laughs> right. play. But, but that's besides the point. The fact that he can inspire his own race makes it even better for the fact that now you're going to like, I have a person I can look up to in a, in a sport that was predominantly white-dominated for the longest time. Longer than any well, other I mean, sport. If you really think of where it originated from, that would be the reason why. All right, Scotland. So, I mean, yes, Scotland. Yeah. So I mean, it is what it is, but it, it's really cool to see other cultures now getting involved with it, and, right. and you know, and and giving inspiration to their culture to hey, you can do this. You want to do this? Come on. Yep. So I mean, I, I like it. It's cool. Yeah. So it's a great way for. Now we're to see more cultures get involved into a sport that is finally making its way around to being being more diverse. Diverse. It's involvement with players. Yes. So, (laughs) because it was the whitest sport in the country, (laughs) besides NASCAR. (laughs) So, finally making the right moves towards inclusive. Yes, which is what we all want to do. Definitely. All right, so um, we're going to hold off on that. We're going to move over back over to the NHL because we got a little couple things we have to cover there real quick. So the Vegas Knights are the first team in the NHL to clinch a playoff berth. 
So they finally clinched the playoff berth. Clinched it, nice. Yep. Um, we did have two teams get eliminated already from playoff contention. Not surprisingly, the Sabers was one of them. And I uh, don't mean to take a shot at our New Jersey fans, especially if you are hockey fans and fans of the New Jersey Devils. But unfortunately, your team uh, did not um, make it. They got eliminated too. So yeah, sorry. Yeah. We don't. We're not trying to be mean about that. It's just, no, it, it, it's, it's legit. Facts. You it's can, what's there, right? So, so yeah. we've got to call it like we see it. It is what it is. Unfortunately, the and Devils, uh, who's a, usually a pretty good team, has not been much of. We still love one. you, Jersey. We That's still right. Love you. So keep downloading. We appreciate it. So uh, Cooper, your thoughts on the Knights though being the first team to clinch a playoff spot? I mean, cool, dude. I don't... Yeah, uh, this uh, new team has been very. Um, captivating for a lot of fans in uh, the NHL. Because usually when you get an expansion team, it takes a long time to, to get anywhere close to being relevant. They're basically kind of like the early Jacksonville Jaguars. I hate to use football as a reference because I usually do, but it's the kind of the same concept. It didn't take long for the Jaguars as an expansion team to fight for playoff bursts, to force their way. They didn't make a Super Bowl ever, yeah. but they did make an AFC but Championship been, game. Yeah. Early, which is very surprising how early because they were, you know, just created in 95, started in 96, and they were in a AFC championship game in 2000. So that's really soon. Now, granted, the Knights did even something more real, more astonishing when their first year they went to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So that was even more of an accomplishment. But it appears to be that Vegas will probably be the favorites going into the playoffs this year. Hmm. You think? That's pretty cool. I think so. I think they're going to be the favorites. It's kind of funny, too, because every time we do, like, we do, um, you know, we create teams. We always create the Vegas Knights. Yeah. Just the only thing we just don't care for is the Golden Knights. It's yeah. like, come on, the Golden Knights. It's, just, it's better when it's, it's just the, the Vegas, Vegas Knights. man. Like, for real. <laughs> yeah, every time we move a team to Vegas or create a team in Vegas, it's the Vegas Knights. Which Unless is, it's the Raiders. We're, we're nice now, and we move the Raiders over there. Well, now well, now they're already on it, and they're actually yeah. Madden, so it doesn't mean... <laughs> yeah, now they're actually on it, and so I, it I have yet to, to get the new game. So, yeah. <laughs> then there's that. Right. All right. Uh, one little other added thing we've got to talk about a couple things. And uh, the recent um, phone call conference with the GMs, starting with the NHL, is expecting to start their 2021-2022 season on October 12th. Of course, this is a roughly about a week later than typical 82-game season would actually start. But given the fact that the playoffs for them will run through probably mid-July, more than likely um, that's going to be the pushback for that. And also the fact, too, um, the Players Association still has to approve the start date. So, Cooper, your thoughts real quick on the start time for this new season for the NHL next year. I mean, isn't that the way it's all going with every sport right now? Right. We're all kind of wondering what's going on. We're all kind of in limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it has a lot to do with the pan- pandemic, the right. the economy, everything going on right now. If you're if you're uh, not living in the 21st century, I don't know where you're at. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. So, um, yeah. 
it, it's just one day at a time and hopefully hopefully they'll get to start when they want to and we'll be able to uh, to actually maybe have fans there right so. and start feeling a little bit more normal yeah including all sports not just hockey of course but oh, yeah. uh, every sport that we're gonna have to go through um, that still is tentative hope they're hoping that won't have to have any delays in this current season which will then possibly push back the start date even further and also possible reduction in games uh, let's see another thing that um, there's little clarity about for the NHL is also the return of the Winter Olympics uh, the players are expected to participate for the first time since the 2014 Sochi Games uh, they still need to work out a deal between the league, the Players Association, uh, the International Olympic Committee, the International Ice Hockey Federation as well. Um, but uh, they are supposed to be t- partaking in the hockey tournament in 2022 and then again in 2026. The reason why they need to also know this pretty soon is because if they do, they have to have a scheduled break in February for the games. Yeah. Uh, because the games usually happen right in the middle of the season. So, Cooper, your thoughts on that? <sighs> yeah, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a little sleepy. But, yeah, uh, it, it is what it is with this. Um, and hopefully they can – hopefully it'll kick off like it's supposed to. Um, the bad thing about where where these games are is you're in a kind of an iffy situation with people getting sick and all that. So Right. Um, and with, with the, you know, we don't want to say the words, but with that, that virus going around, right. we, we don't know what's going to happen. So. Right. Or what expectations, what requirements will be to partake in the Olympics. Yeah. I guess we'll find out this year, this summer with the, uh, summer Olympics in Japan, which, uh, no, f- our international fans can travel to. So, yeah, that's. So this basically, Japan's got home odd, field advantage. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be quite odd, so we'll see what happens. It is. It's definitely going to be uh, interesting. And it makes me wonder how many um, of our basketball players are actually going to partake in the Summer Olympics, honestly. Especially with this condensed season and already some major injuries going on. Oh, yeah. All right, so a uh, couple more things real quick. We'll just kind of combine these two for the end. We'll wrap up the NHL. Uh, there was a discussion with about the NHL draft this year, which remains scheduled for July 23rd and 24th. Um, expected to be conducted in the same virtual manner as last year. Um, it's obviously, if you haven't heard, the NFL plans on this next week uh, having some fans in Cleveland. A couple of the players have agreed to attend to it, but it's still kind of be mostly virtual. Though teams are allowed back at their facilities though the rams went malibu beach house on their draft war room which uh we'll talk about next week's in more depth but that'll be interesting so uh the draft though will be the same pretty much for the nhl as it was last year though they are talking about how to speed up the picks on the second day which seemed to drag significantly last year and then also there was no discussion about how the nhl will handle its final four teams in the playoffs or whether or whether they'll play, the Canadian border closure has led to speculation that we even talked about that the winner of the North Division will have to play at a neutral site within the United States. So Cooper, the draft, and then the Final Four. Dude, it's just it, it, all I have to say is virus. Yeah, the virus is. Basically. I mean, this is pretty much everything you have to do to 
make sure these things happen and you have to do them a certain way so it is what it is and you know it's it's i mean it's nice to have sports it's nice to be able to talk about sports and mm -hmm. and be able to do everything we're doing but i mean i i hope it gets back to normal soon right. well, i'm really tired of not being able to just wondering, am I going to be able to go see a football game this next year? Are we going to be able to go see a basketball game? Heck, I'd like to even see some baseball, man. Uh, but right. you never know with what it, – it, it's kind of crazy because whatever state, whatever country, it just all goes by their guidelines. So it's really is what it is. What it, it really sucks. Right. And hopefully we get back to some relevancy normalcy because I'd also like to see, it, you know, I wouldn't mind going over to uh, Tampa Bay to see the Ducks play if they come in or wherever. I can't remember if the Florida Panthers, but I think they're in down towards Miami. So, yeah, man. I mean, catching a Ducks game, a hockey game would be fun too. Yeah. They also have the Sharks too, don't they? They're in Orlando. No, the Sharks are in San Jose. Are they in San Jose? Why did I think they were in Orlando? I don't know. I have no clue, dude. I am not a hockey fan at all, <laughs> so my bad, guys. Well, that's okay. We'll just take them to a hockey game. We'll go yeah. to our first hockey game together. I'd like to do that. That would be fun. Yeah, just be something different. Something we say we did. Right? So, all right, guys. Cool. So we're going to switch gears and head to the squared circle. Are you ready to talk some more boxing? Oh, that squared circle. Yeah, he thought he was going to talk about wrestling. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Well, he's like, wrestling talk isn't until Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Talking about the other squared circle, sir. The original squared the circle. The original squared circle. Yes, sir. So, the big fight coming up is going to be May 8th in Arlington, Texas on Dazizen. I That's still weird to me how it's D-A-Z-N. They call it Dazizen. I don't know. Freaking weird. On that title fight, we have Canelo Alvarez putting up his WBC and WBA super middleweight middleweight titles. I almost said middleweight again. <laughs> I'm too tired. I'm done with this crap today. All right. The WBC, WBA super middleweight titles against Billy Joe Saunders, who will put up his WBO super middleweight title. Whew. So it's pretty much put up or shut up. For both men, yes. Yeah. Though uh, Canelo has a little bit more to lose as he has two titles on the line compared <laughs> then, to then Billy Joe Saunders. Right? Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward, I'm kind of looking forward to the scene, at least the highlights of it, if we don't actually get around to being able to watch it, because Canelo Everest is kind of a badass. Yeah. So kind of looking forward to seeing that one. He's one of the few fighters that's not a heavyweight maybe we'll that I'm into. To, maybe we'll have to go to a uh, you know, sports bar or something and watch it. Right. Or we have to wear masks unless we're drinking or eating. Either way, man. God, I wish I lived in Texas. We wouldn't have to wear masks anymore. <laughs> My bad. All right. Anyways, we love you, Florida. <laughs> Florida's on its way. Yeah, we're getting there. We'll All see right. What happens. The other title fight of the night, though, will be Elwin Soto versus Katsunari Takayama for Soto's WBO Junior Flyweight title. So you got two title fights on the match card that night. Um, you'll also see Karen Conway versus Solomane. Uh, Cisco, I'm guessing that's how you pronounce that. It's C I S S O K H O. I'm gonna go with Cisco. He probably would like it. Frank Sanchez versus Nagy Aguilera. Uh, Mark Castro versus a soon-to-be-announced competitor. Keyshawn Davis versus Jose Antonio Meza. 
Kelvin Davis versus Jan uh, Marsalek, and Christian Allen Gomez Duran. I wonder if he's any relation to uh, the other Duran, the one we watched the movie about, Hands of Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, also, he'll be facing a soon-to-be-announced competitor as well. So, there's your boxing update, and we're going to go ahead and move over to UFC, and then we're going to end it on some soccer. Are you ready? So, UFC 261 is this Saturday night. Get ready for some pain in the cage, baby. The octagon. Where either you can get knocked out, choked out, bled out. No, you could. I mean, whatever, dude. So, the main event card is showing Anthony Smith taking on Jimmy Crute. Middleweight, um... Match versus uh, Uriah Hall versus Chris Weldman, or wait, that's an I. Sorry, wait, uh, Weidman, Weidman. I'm not sure. W e i d m a n. I should just suck with Weldman and kept going. We do have one title belt match, and that will be the women's flyweight champion Valentina Shevchenko taking on Jessica Andrade. That might be a fun match to watch. The uh, other woman match will be Zhang Vili versus Rose Namahunas. She's not putting her title on the line. That's kind of messed up. And the main event, who doesn't appear to be putting his title on the line either, is Kamaro Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Or Masvidal. Masvidal. Sorry. Masvidal. There we go. Hey, man. Whatever, dude. I'm sure they've had it butchered plenty of times. <laughs> right? That's why I'm not an announcer for the sports that have more international players in it. <laughs> because I would be terrible at it. Right. That's why, I won't t- that's why I won't be a baseball announcer. I'm sorry. I love the sport, but there's a lot of international players in it. Right. I mean, when Puig came up, I said, hey, look, it's Yasiel Puig. <laughs> it said Puig. I'm like, oh, God. My bad. Wild horse. Then there's that, right? right? So anyway, so 2S, 2FC, UFC 261 this Saturday. Yeah, man, going to be interesting. Some good fights. Um, we'll see what happens, dude. Um, I'm going to take him to a UFC event because I want to see him rage in the cage. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, it's not that I don't respect the sport. I really do. I respect it, but... Uh, I just, I just don't see spending that much money to watch somebody get choked out in thirty seconds. Possibly choked out in thirty seconds, or knocked out in thirty seconds. Yeah. Though that dude that got kicked in the or kneed in the face when that guy just said a bunch of bam, that was pretty badass. <laughs> right. I'm like, damn. No wonder that that ref saved his ass from getting beat down any further. All right, so we're gonna move to the pitch. That's right. We're talking soccer now. Where did they call it the pitch and it has nothing to do with baseball? I digress. Or we could call it football. No. <laughs> I refuse. Football, maybe. Football. We'll give it football. All right. In a wild 24 to 36 hours time, the soccer world was flipped upside down and appears right side up again. It was announced that 15 soccer clubs in Europe were on the verge of creating a Super League. But fan backlash as well as pressure from FIFA and UEFA put a stop to the move. This, of course, was a money grab mostly by American owners trying to muscle their way in a, into something they truly don't know much about. And the proof is in the change of course that started when Chelsea backed out first, followed by the remaining English clubs, then by the rest of the clubs. There is still slight hope by Madrid's um, 
I don't know who, who he is, spokesman, I guess, Perez, who thinks the Super League still has a chance to survive, but after all the English clubs pulled out and a good portion of the uh, Spanish clubs, looks like Super League is already dead. Yeah, man, uh, that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> if you're not feeling it, then, you know, change course. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was a very, you can tell, that was a very big American trying to move in on soccer. What they shouldn't have, it was a money grab, honestly. Uh, Stan Kroenke's part of ownership group. A lot of um, Americans have ownership stake and clubs over there. And they went, well, we see an opportunity for money. And I respect that. But you're doing it in the wrong sport. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I will admit this. No matter how passionate either one of us think we are at sport of our favorite sports, or and I'm saying this to any of our audience that's not exclusively soccer fans, you will never know the passion of true um, fanship and fanaticism as a soccer fan. They will live, breathe, and die soccer. Oh, definitely. And they just prove that they are the, probably the greatest fans in the world because they literally killed a league. And I can understand where they're coming from, though, because the reason why they had pressure from FIFA and UEFA is most of these ownership groups are part of leagues here in America, MLB, NFL, NBA, even hockey. They're not governed by an overseen government-regulated organization, FIFA, UEFA. Those are government sports commissions or groups that control not not control help regulate so no one's doing fishy shit within their leagues well the nfl has no other league competition that does american football same with baseball same with basketball same with hockey same with nascar yada 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 to a certain extent they don't really have threats on their leagues professionally other than trying to get fans away from each other that's, but other than that, that's yeah. not, it's nothing that big and important. Whereas they don't have an actual competing league. The NFL's killed pretty much every league that's tried. Major League Baseball really doesn't have to worry about it because no one's really trying for Major League Baseball. NBA, they killed ABA. They pretty much bought them out and they killed it. Uh, I mean, they have their own little development league. Of course, the majors have the minors and hockey has the international kind of minors they're not really minors it's still it is what it is it's not another hockey league coming out to start um so they're not used the only governing body that each of those leagues has to worry about is the securities and exchange commissions to make sure that they're not doing weird shady shit with money yeah that's the only thing they have to worry about so they're not used to having these different organ governing organizations over them so they were like well let's create a league that's not under that umbrella and they went you can't fucking do that and the fans were like you money greedy americans get the fuck out of our sport basically so that's basically what happened and well i mean that that's how it is sometimes i think sports players they are paid entirely too fucking much that too um and i think that uh you know if you're gonna play a sport do it for you know like you like you were talking about you know, Tom Brady taking pay cuts. Yep. Things like that. Um, I don't 
And I still think he gets paid too much. He does. Um, I think a lot of them get paid way too much. Um, because your everyday average American does not get paid nearly what they get played to, paid to, to play, play right. a sport. Right. So. And actually, you know what they would actually do themselves a lot better in? Is take um, across the board pay cuts, which then you take that money that you're now saving against all that um, that you're taking in and putting that towards that health care that you guys so badly need, especially in football. Yeah. That free health care for life as a football player. Yeah. If you all took the money that you're uh, cut at least uh, probably a third of it, if you took a third less, you could probably then give retirement benefits to yourself down the road when it comes to that time and also to players that have already been that played. You could probably put a you could probably get away with a yeah, caveat. I, I think I think the difference between European, you know, like culture and American culture, and I'm gonna say this truthfully, mm-hmm. is that sometimes Americans were money greedy yeah. mother lovers and <laughs> you know, it's that get rich quick scheme that always it's it's never you never Right. Hear about the the ones that grinded to get to where they were. The the you know now don't get me wrong, a, a football player or a basketball player or any kind of sport in America right. where that kid has been playing since they were a child, mm-hmm. and they make it to the NFL. They deserve that money, but they don't deserve that much. Right. So that's just the way I look at it, and I think that um, the difference between us and them, as Europeans, they're more humble, dude. Yeah. I mean, and they look at us like we're assholes because really, so we really are, dude. Yeah, we kind of are. You know. So I mean, and, and I love my country. I love, I love being an American, but I will say you've got a lot of entitled people anymore, and it's, it makes the ones that 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 want to work for something or leave a legacy behind for their family it makes makes it hard because you know it's always that get rich quick stuff you know you and I have been grinding with this podcast for a couple of years now yeah we've been doing good with it having fun with it and I think that's that's where people they they lose the whole sight of things when money becomes the biggest factor right you've lost sight of what's going on in your company absolutely so yep that is the truth yep so and nothing but right <clears throat> all right man well that i think wraps it up you got unless you got anything else you want to add uh no man i think i think we should do that tiktok video no why not <laughs> No. Come on, dude. No. We got, we might might get people just to like it. Just be like, dude, what the hell is going on here? What's up with Alice Cooper over here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, on that note, that will wrap it up from us here at Sports Talk. <laughs> be sure to tune in Saturday with Wrestling Talk. Of course, Sunday, more baseball, basketball talk. We got some more stuff going on. The A's are still on fire. Holy Them cow. A's, man. Wow. Winners of 11 straight so far. Wow, dude. That's crazy. Yes, sir. Uh, could be 12 tonight if they win. 
Uh, let's see uh, what else we got. Basketball. Uh, Anthony Davis returns tonight, so we get to talk about the return of yes, Anthony Davis. Baby. Uh, he returns tonight against the Mavericks. And James is supposed to be back next week, right? They uh, said about a week to two weeks after Davis's return will be the return of LeBron. So hopefully next week, if not the week after. It just seems like it's been forever. Right. It really does when, when you know, they, I'm sorry, they carry the team sometimes. Well, you're not lying there either. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty truthful there too. Uh, then, of course, uh, Tuesday we will be back with more NFL and NASCAR talk. We're going to get some more shaking back and pigskin, yes, buddy. Sir. We're going to pump a little bit on the brakes in the NASCAR. We're just going to give a quick little update because we got Daniel Jeremiah's top 10 mock draft. And then, of course, we give you our mock draft 2.0. Yeah, baby. It's going to be fun. Yes, sir. So, of course, we'll give you a little bit of an update of what happened at Talladega as they go around and around on the super speedway. Shaking back, baby, shaking back. We'll probably give you also, if we have enough time, we'll probably give you a little bit of a from the uh, Indy series as well. Indy car series. So, as we said, that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep Keep on on talking talking sports. sports.